everybody. Hello. It's been a minute since we recorded. This is weird. It has been a minute. Um, I moved. <laughs> <laughs> but I have to use the internet at my old house, so I'm at the old house. Yeah. Because I don't have internet at my new house yet, and I've paid for a month of this internet, so... <laughs> <laughs> anyway, you're listening to Talk Cricket, <laughs> the social justice and comedy podcast where two friends laugh, cry, and rage about an unspeakable subject. While enjoying adult beverages, my name is Kay. I'm Carrie. And I have a giant glass of wine. Uh, I'm super jealous. Oh, it is much needed. I have to drive, so I am yeah. drinking water, and I'm snacking on two clementines. Yeah. Fine. that's... All the food in the house. (laughs) (laughs) I am like... Because my house is empty. I'm like starving. I'm hoping mom will start on these tacos that we got from HelloFresh. Yum. Yeah, they're white shrimp tacos. And I'm so Oh, that sounds incredible. Yeah. Thank you for making me starving. (laughs) I'm sorry. When I have no food in my house. I'm sorry. You have (laughs) clementines. I have I do have clementines. (laughs) That's true. It's true. Um. Yeah, so we have an ice storm headed our way, and I don't want Carrie yep. to have any issues getting home. So we're not going to spend 20 minutes catching up like we normally do. No. We're just going to jump right we're in. We're going to have to jump right in because, yeah, yeah I don't want to be stuck over here. Yeah, no. Yeah, Josh actually might drop by in the middle of this. Not that you guys would give a shit, but he might drop by in the middle of this because who knows if we'll be able to get out here. Yeah. Tomorrow, because our driveway at our new house is very long and oh, sloped. Yeah. So, um, and it's um, just gravel and dirt. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Mud right now at the moment because of all the rain we've had. Are you going to, are you guys going to pave it? I don't know. I think we'll probably leave it as gravel, but it needs to get re, like it just needs re-graveling. You know what I'm saying? If, if I can give you some friendly advice, I wouldn't leave it as gravel. What? Um, my grandmother had a gravel driveway my entire life and it like ruined our cars. It gets all in the house. It gets all in your stuff. I just don't recommend having a gravel driveway if you can help it. So like, we'll have to see. Yeah. Even if it has to um, be a couple the way of years, that the, wouldn't do it yeah, forever. Well, the way that the, it might be temporary, but the way that the, the, the mud and the, just the way that the earth is mm-hmm. at our house, like the the ground is just really soft. Like we have a sinkhole in our front yard. Oh, yeah, it's pretty terrifying. Yeah. Um, so I'm a little concerned about weight. But, yeah. And um, drainage and stuff. So we'll just have to see. Okay. But temporarily, we do need to regravel it. Yeah. So, um. Hmm. I've had the opposite experience where our asphalt driveway at our old house. Well, the house that I'm sitting in right now mm-hmm. has, like, destroyed the front bumper of our cars because oh. it's too steep. Yeah. You know that. Yeah. So oh, when yeah. <laughs> you when you leave, every single day, you scrape your bumper. Yeah. That was that was fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> every Monday morning, I was like... Or every and I was like, God damn it, this needs to get fixed, yeah. but it's not our house, and I'm not fucking fixing it. Yeah. And uh, the driveway belongs to the people who don't live in the house next door, so... Mm. <laughs> And they're the ones buying this house, so... Oh, really? So that they can rent it to people. Yep. Wow. Yep, yep, yep. Okay, well, fun. 
And I I did just, it's funny that I tried to sell you on asphalt, because uh, what are we talking about? Oh, this week we're talking about, um, well, so it's interesting, mm-hmm. because the title on the folder says multi-level marketing, and you told me to talk about pyramid schemes. <laughs> That's like, they're the same thing. So, I mean, pyramid schemes. Multi-level marketing. Okay. <laughs> Not all of them are the same, but yes, yeah. that's true. So we're talking about pyramid schemes. <laughs> <laughs> Which is timely, because actually, a lot of this shit is popping up because of COVID. Yeah. It's all this work from home stuff. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, so not all multi-level marketings are pyramid schemes, but all pyramid schemes are multi-level marketing companies. Yeah. Like... Kind of like all squares are rectangles, but not all rectangles are squares. Yeah. Um, so, sorry, I'm fully eating into the microphone, and I don't care. <laughs> it's um, okay. I might pull out my gummy bears. I bought gummy bears for my plane ride, and then I realized it was too big for TSA, so I'm just going to enjoy <laughs> them at home. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> you would That's not, so pure. You would not believe the amount of snacks that I have for the airport. A bitch is not getting taken for a ride on airport snack prices. Nope. Not me. Nope. Nope. Uh uh-uh. uh. I bought like me. I bought like two of everything so that I have like the exact amount on the return flight. So I'm gonna be golden. Nice. Yeah. I need to see you before you leave and give you your gift, by the way. Oh, okay. Yay. Yeah. Because it will come in handy where you're going. Okay. okay. <laughs> <clears throat> Anyway, okay, so pyramid schemes. Mm-hmm. So, um, you guys know that I, um, I've done Mary Kay before. I, I still do it. Um, that one's not a pyramid scheme. Um, though, and I, I do, I will say this: there are some people who are in multi-level marketing companies that do push people more towards recruitment as opposed to selling the product. Blah blah blah. I did not have that experience. I had a really good experience. I have a really good unit. Um, they are purely. The, the people above me are purely there just to, like, be my friend and help me, like, with whatever my particular goals are. I didn't have anybody very, like, super pushy or super crazy, which is why I end up, ended up staying. Um, the first time around, I was like, Meh. Yeah. See, Meh. my my experience was not great. I had an right. awful director who um, mommy and daddy were paying for her college, and mommy and daddy oh, no. helped her pay for $1,000 and product to keep in her dorm room to sell from her dorm room Mm -hmm. and she expected the same to be available to me right which is not the case no (laughs) and And that's not everyone that's that's the issue is that is when you when people require or push you to buy inventory so that Mm -hmm. they can get bonuses and stuff that's not cool yeah um that and is, that's not how you retain team members mm-hmm. either. So that is one thing that I love about Pure Romance is they have a um, social seller um, tier where you can be. Where like I did this, I paid twenty bucks, so I get the discount. I have to, I have to sell like two hundred dollars to activate it, and then like a hundred dollars a month to keep the discount. But like I can do that myself, get cash back, get more product. And, and, like, mm-hmm. I don't really have to work the business unless I absolutely want to. That's 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 how I do Mary Kay now, yeah. too. I, I did it full-time for a year. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and it was great honestly I had a really good time um but the anxiety we we ended up my husband and I had a bit of a financial crisis and the anxiety of like oh my god I have to sell or I won't make any money and we might not pay our bills was too much for me yeah so (laughs) because I'm not a pushy salesperson I'm there to help my customers yeah and then um, you came to family video and met me and it was a great time I came back to family video yeah (laughs) and met gay yes and um, I still do it. I, I do it more of like a hobby now. And um, I do it to keep my own drawers full because it's all I can use on my face without breaking out. Mm-hmm. Um, I keep, you know, I service my mom, my friends, people like that. A few of my old customers still order from my website and stuff. But um, yeah, so um, but not all of those are built the same. Um, <laughs> so uh, let's dive in here. There's been a lot of people. So please just be wary. Um, there's a lot of people on the lookout now for work from home opportunities and things like that especially people who you know have been fucked on their unemployment um, oh yeah who've been let go from their jobs who have been fucked on their hours at their jobs because of covid and things like that and you need to make that extra money and that leaves you vulnerable to some things so do we want we wanted to talk about this so that we Mm -hmm. could like throw out what the red flags are basically so um, and then I've got some fun horror stories because that's just I'm the type so of excited. I am. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so excited. All right. So let's talk about it. So okay. this is from thestreet.com, this article that I found that is excellent. Okay. Um, and it's, it is called, What is a Pyramid Scheme and How Do They Work? <laughs> <laughs> Great. So uh, this was written by Brian O'Connell um, and it was published September of 2018, but still relevant. So mm-hmm. um So the subtitle says here, a pyramid scheme hooks consumers with promises of big money, but often leaves them holding the bag in the end. Yep. I don't know what holding the bag means, but cool. All right. I have a um, general idea, but I can't even articulate that. I mean, I can infer from context. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So pyramid schemes are an especially notorious form of get rich scams perpetrated by a small group of individuals who stand to gain the most financially. In a classic pyramid scheme, they are the, quote, top of the pyramid and get paid before the other members of the scheme who stand lower on the pyramid. The first pyramid scheme is credited to Charles Ponzi. Everyone's heard of a Ponzi scheme. That's another term for a pyramid scheme. It's Ponzi. I thought it was Ponzi. Maybe. It's not. It's Ponzi. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So I know... For a fact, because they set it on Downton. Okay. I mean, that's... Yeah. I just... Like, I'd heard the differently. Dad, the dad loses all their money, and then he's like, there's a guy in America named Charles Ponzi who offers a huge return, and they're like, no! <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember the cold open on The Office where Michael was trying yes, to recruit them? The, pyramids, <laughs> the calling cards? Yes. yes. Oh, my gosh. I, I have to, get, to make a call. three people, <laughs> and then I need to get three people, and those people get three people. <laughs> I have to make a call. <laughs> oh, I'm so glad that I have that on DVD because I do not have the internet and it's no longer on Netflix. So, yeah. woo! I, I am loving what they have of it on Peacock, though, because they've got a lot of extras. And you can, like, watch the first three seasons and some of the extras for free. So That's cool. Yeah. yeah. If you have a certain internet provider, you can get Peacock Premium for free. Just really? so you know. Yes, you should look into it. I know that I was eligible for it here, but there's no point because I don't live here anymore. Mm. And they will not service my new house. So Shit. <laughs> um, it's bullshit. So, you are the cutest. Hi, little baby. 
She's just looking. <laughs> All right. So um, if you hear rustling in the background, that's my child's toy, and I can't do anything about it. Sorry. <laughs> so, um... <clears throat> do, 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 do. Okay, so uh, it's credited to Charles Ponzi, who in 1919 engineered a, quote, top-down scam involving prom- promissory notes payable in 90 days and a promise to repay investors at 50% interest. Who, in- who invested the notes? Ponzi, a Boston-based businessman... I love the alliteration of that sentence. <laughs> Boston-based businessman. I love it. Was the first, right? Was the first large... I want that on a t-shirt. Was the first <laughs> large-scale pyramid scheme originator who leveraged the cash of new investors. Wasn't there one... down the pyramid. What? Wasn't there one where the guy, like, sold chickens? Pigeons, yes. Okay. Racing pigeons. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. There's an entire dollop about that dude. It's amazing. I think th- I think Wine and Crime did a story on them too. Yes. Yeah. Yep. It's hilarious now. We can laugh about it now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Got to make a call. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to pay ba- uh, lower down the pyramid to pay back old investors higher up on the pyramid until there were no new investors left and the cash dried up for good. Mm-hmm. Ponzi garnered $15 million from the scam before being arrested and sent to jail and eventually <laughs> deported to Italy in 1934. So that's cool. Um, well, while law enforcement officials don't completely agree that a Ponzi scheme is technically a pyramid scheme, the two scams share a basic similarity. Yeah. Or sh- share basic similarities. They're the so same So both shape. scams... Yes. They are the same shape. Um, both <laughs> so they scams are the reward same. the... Yes. Uh, Both scams reward the early scheme participants and penalize the late arrivals. Both scams require the oxygen of new cash to keep the scheme going. Mm -hmm. When the cash goes, the scam goes too. Both schemes are illegal and jail time for... for Oh my god. I'm not even fucking drunk. (laughs) Both schemes are illegal and jail time for participants is commonplace. Ah. Fun times. Mm-hmm. So there is one key difference between Ponzi schemes and pyramid schemes. Ponzi actually promised his investors a defined, clear-cut rate of return. Most pyramid schemes, investors aren't sure how much cash they'll be they're going to make. Mm-mm. All they know is to keep recruiting other people into the scam, and the money is supposed to follow. Yep. That's kind of so, how my Mary Kay director did it. That's, Just keep recruiting people. Yeah. yeah. Recruiting people in inventory. Yeah, that's the way that some people teach them how to teach people how to do it. And that is not actually the way the company wants you to do things. Yeah. So that's not cool. Yeah. Um, so I don't how, mean to shit how, on it. I love Mary Kay products. No, you're okay. Uh, that's just, that was my experience. You had a bad experience. Working yeah. in business. Yeah. But like, I'll buy from Carrie, no problem. Um, I've, I've bought from her. In fact, I need to buy from you again. Because um, I am out of some stuff. But, um, yeah, that yeah, was... Dude. It. Come shop. <laughs> I got it. Awesome. But, yeah, Maybe. that was just... That was my experience, like, getting into the company. So, you have to be careful of that, too. Because, like, they're not all bad. Um, no. But, again, and like... And it, it's, good, it's good to shop around for different directors and things too because the first time I was in it I was not I just I didn't connect with anyone in my unit everyone was like way older than me yeah and it just wasn't on my level 
Um, everyone was kind of just doing it as a hobby. They weren't really doing it to make money like I was. Mm-hmm. I Like, I needed extra money because I was fucking broke. Yeah. Um, and then my second time around, it was more people that... They, everyone was my age. Everyone was there to work it as a job. We all kind of had similar goals. And, like, I am still friends with everybody. Like, I met some of my closest friends... And I have, like, a really good community in it. Yeah. Um, and I don't actively sell anymore. But, like, I have a friend who's doing it, in, who, who did it. She was in my unit. Um, she's out in L.A. Mm-hmm. And she's now, on top of her Mary Kay business, she's now starting to be, like, a personal trainer. Oh. And I, like, might get in with her. Like, she did a whole, um, you were a part of this. Yes. She, di- she did a whole Facebook thing with all about, like, nutrition and different workouts and things like that. She's um, doing it She's amazing. Again, I think. Uh, and I'm actually gonna good because it was so much one. fun. <laughs> I didn't, um, like, yeah, it I was didn't so much fun. First one, yeah. Um, was she like reached out to me? She was like, "What are your workout goals?" I was like, "I I like can't get to the gym because I have a child and like my house is too small to work out." But now I'm moving and I need to get in better shape before I have my second kid. And she was like, "Oh my god, like I can totally help you with that." Mm-hmm. And I was just like, "I I want to say yes. I just need to know like you got to give me a couple of months to get into my house and like know what I can afford." And she was like, "Oh yeah, that makes sense." Yeah. Like she just you know what I mean? Like it's just. I, I wouldn't have that resource. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like if I hadn't if I hadn't given it a shot. Um, the other thing is that that I would warn against that makes things more complicated is if you're selling like something that isn't a necessity. Mm-hmm. Like Mary Kay is makeup and face wash is a necessity yeah. for women. It just is for most women. Um, we all have skin. We all have to, you know, take care of our skin and mm-hmm. all of that jazz. Whether you put makeup on it or not is your is your choice, but makeup and skincare is recession proof. Yeah. So that's something that people always need. Now, I have friends who have done 31 and things like that. Like, I love 31 stuff, but once I have all the bags I need, like, I'm not going to get any more. Yeah. It's not consumable. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So then, like, it's like, okay, everyone spent all their money and it's been six months and I got nothing. Yeah. Oh, goodness. What did you think about that? <laughs> See, I... There's another one. I love Pampered Chef stuff, but I would never sell that either because, like, I, it, it's finite stuff. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? I mean, I'm sure they're always coming out with new things, but yeah, I'll just buy from somebody, you know? See, I... Somebody who's already b- big in it. I'll support them. I'm really loving the um, Pure Romance products, and I'm really wanting to, like, try some other stuff that they have. Like, they've got this stuff called Basic Instinct. That's an oil that you, like, rub on your pulse points, and it's got pheromones in it. So Interesting. Yeah, so you rub it on your pulse points because every time your heart beats, it sends out those pheromones. And, like, um, the person that I normally buy from, she, um, she's a science teacher, a chemistry teacher uh, for, like, mm-hmm. her middle schoolers, and she swears whenever she wears it to work. And is, like, actually in school with her kids. Her kids are so much nicer. Like, she comes off as, like, more confident and, like, happy. And, um, so, like, that's That's something I want to try. Yeah. Interesting. That is something, like, I want to try. But they've also, they've got bath stuff. And I love bath stuff. And, like, they've also got, Yeah, bath stuff is awesome. Yeah, they've also got, like, essential oils. And they're doing, like, CBD-infused bath stuff and essential oils. Nice. And people are so fixated on the fact that it's also sex products that it's very hard to sell when you're in the Bible Belt. So. Oh, yeah, that's true. So, That's true. uh, I couldn't get, like, 
anyone to come to my party. I had maybe like three people come to my party. But I'm like, sorry. No, it's fine. I was busy. It's fine. Um, but like a lot of people are really scared of it because it's sex stuff. And we as a country really are so scared of sex stuff that we can't handle it. Um, and like, that's not what it's all about. <laughs> like there's so much that's more fair. to it. That's fair. Um, all right. Well, let's talk about how pyramid schemes work. But yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. Sorry. No, you're good. Okay, so pyramid schemes seem to start innocently enough. Often it's friends, family, or neighbors that begin the recruiting process, usually by engaging potential sales partners in person over the phone, via email, or online, mm-hmm. um, especially on social media. So here's a brief step-by-step expl- explanation on how pyramid schemes work. So, step one. By the way, they just did a really funny... Um, gossip at the corpse cart episode that included a story about someone who was like so far up the asses of every multi-level marketing company like ever (laughs) that they like had a family reunion and invited all of their like or this was not the person but like the the person was talking about how their aunt it was like their ex-aunt or something had held an entire family reunion and then invited her entire unit of like nail sticker people to come and try to sell and recruit Oh, my God. Everyone at the family reunion. Yeah, it was crazy. Oh, my God. That's hilarious. Not cool. (laughs) So, uh, step one, the originator. An individual or small group at the top of the pyramid scheme puts up a small amount of money, or in many cases, no money at all, for a get-rich-quick opportunity, then charges other members of the group to join in. Mm -hmm. The idea is to sell a product or service, often of poor quality... (laughs) Or actually fake having a product or service to and convince other uh, and convince outsiders to join in and charge them to do so. Step two: the suckers. Down the pyramid scale, newer investors plow money into a pyramid scheme, thus providing the cash needed to pay off the earliest investors. Yep. Financial accounts are created, profit statements generated, and checks cut to investors. At this point, all the all seems on the up and up, although not a single product or service has been sold to back up the investment, though investors don't know that yet. Uh-oh. Hey, sweetie, you're okay. Where's your passy? Shit, hang on a second. Okay, step three, the collapse. Eventually, it gets more difficult to recruit new members into the pyramid scheme. When that starts happening, there is less money to pay back investors already involved in the pyramid scheme. When earlier investors in the scheme cash out, there's not enough money to pay off the rest of the investors at the bottom of the pyramid. Mm -hmm. When these investors try to cash in, too, they find there's no money left to pay them, and the pyramid scheme collapses under its own weight. In short, the idea with a pyramid scheme is to make your money not from a great product or service, but by recruitment, i.e. convincing others to pay money to participate in a can't-miss money-making opportunity, then having those participants recruit other people to join until there's nobody left to recruit and no more money to be made. By that time, the pyramid scheme originators are likely long gone. Mm -hmm. So that's where the similarities are a little bit different between MLMs and and pyramid schemes, um, because pyramids... MLMs don't make their money that way necessarily. Um, There is an emphasis on recruiting, of course, and we'll get to the actually, I think, let me see. Yeah, so there is actually, here in just a second, we're going to talk about the specifics, the specific differences, but there is still, if you look at it, 
you know, you are still supposed to recruit team members. Yeah. And then you make money. The company pays you a percentage based on what your teams make. You don't get a percentage of their money. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah. So, sweetheart, why are you trying to stand on your head? That's very silly. (laughs) That's very silly. Okay. No, you're fine. All right, so let's talk about some examples of pyramid schemes. Okay. So um, there is no, I think there's three examples here. So there's no shortage of real world instance of pyramid scams in action. So let's consider these examples. Number one, wealth pools. Back in 20, 2007, a company called Wealth Pools International claimed to be selling, for, selling foreign language DVDs through the company's network of sales representatives. In actuality, the firm was really paying its sales staff to recruit more sales reps and wasn't actually earning any money on DVD <laughs> sales, making it a product-based pyramid scheme. This is what Keith Raniere did. Yes, I was He did just something like say, this he before did, he yeah. started Nexium. Yes. The U.S. Security and Exchange Commission wound up freezing the company's assets, but only after the scam participants lost $132 million of their own money. Oh, no. Not cool. But, um, speaking of Nexium, that's actually kind of how, um... That, that, that's actually kind of how Nexium worked, too, mm-hmm. besides, like, all the human trafficking and stuff that they ended up doing later. But, like, yeah. they kept saying, like, the higher up you get, we're going to pay you. And then, like, they'd you'd reach that level and they'd be like, oh, no, 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 it changed. Like, you don't get paid till this level now. Mm-hmm. And, like, it was the only... And the only difference between Nexium and Scientology is that Scientology was smart enough to brand itself as a religion. Exactly. Keith Raniere was not that smart. He was close, but he wasn't that smart. No, he didn't call it a religion. It was a it was a success yeah. program for business and stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Fortune High Tech. By the way, sorry. I know we talk about the Scientology thing a lot, but there's a podcast now that Kay and I have been listening to. Yeah. Um. That the that Leah Remini and Mike from the aftermath show on netflix they, they do it together and there is a they get the guy from nexium mark who did the documentary the vow they got him on the show and yeah. it was like the best episode ever yes okay. <laughs> i and i actually okay. um i just applied for grad school and i am applying for a master's in fine arts with a concentration in um oh fuck i'm of course i'm gonna forget the name but basically uh, like legal writing so nice. uh, I'm gonna like. I'd love to you use can do that legal work. Yeah, I'd love to use that and also yeah. like help out Leah and Mike with like sending letters to representatives about why we need to get Scientology's tax uh, status taken away, tax exempt status nice. taken away. Yes. Yes. Yeah. That's very cool. Yeah. All right. So um. Fortune High mar- High Tech Marketing. This is another one. And this is uh, close to home, actually. Mm-hmm. In this pyramid scam, Kentucky-based Fortune High Tech Marketing claims oh. to act as a third-party marketing and sales arm of Dish Network. Oh, no. We all know what Dish Network is, right? Yeah, the worst network ever. Yes. Um, 
DISH, the global satellite TV services provider, and Front Point Home Security, a security products provider, along with several other companies. In actuality, individuals who bought into the opportunity wound up making more money recruiting other sales representatives than they did selling satellite television or home security products. <laughs> According to the U.S. Federal Trade Commission, over 350,000 were drawn into the pyramid scheme, paying up to $300 each annually to get the chance to lure other people into the scam. Oh my god. Fortune High Tech, get this, was forced to pay back... $7.7 million in penalties and was barred by U.S. regulators from future multi-level marketing campaigns. Oh, my God. Bam! Wow. That's yeah. incredible. And then here's the uh, here's a social media pyramid scheme. So in 2017, a pyramid scheme bubbled up on Snapchat. <laughs> where... <laughs> yep. Uh, where online users were urged to send one-time jo- send a one-time joining fee paid via Snapcash, Snapchat's online cash payment site. I didn't even know that In was a thing. In doing so, I didn't either. That doesn't sound secure. No. In doing so, they were pro- I, Snapchat bugs me. I don't even know why I have it. Uh-huh. In doing so, they were promised to earn money every time a new user joined up and paid the fee. There was no product or service attached to the scam and users. Instead, quote-unquote members were urged to get the word out and recruit more people, usually teenagers, to earn their cash. So there was literally nothing. They were just gathering money. Wow. There was no product. There was no service. Isn't that insane? (laughs) Yeah, but it's not surprising, especially since they targeted teens. And get more money... When other people pay money. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So let's talk about uh, the multi-level marketing companies versus pyramid schemes. Okay. So multi-level marketing companies, those that bring in sales associates and encourage them to recruit other sales associates to sell products and or services, are actually different than pyramid schemes in one key way. They usually offer products or services that actually exist. <laughs> <laughs> And are actually sold in the consumer marketplace. That's a key distinction, as the law looks differently at companies who sell a concrete product or service, even if they are, even if they use recruiting methods to reward salespeople at the company. Yeah. The product. The problem with pyramid companies is that there is usually no product or service to sell, and that is. And that is against the law and is enforceable by state and federal government agencies. Yeah. That said, there are some similarities between multi-level marketing companies and pyramid schemes. So both promise big profits if an individual pays up and s- pays and up and starts selling. Both require upfront money, usually in the form of joining fees, inventory fees, and other upfront costs with no guarantee that you'll earn the money back. Both usually ask for payment in the form of cash, wire transfer, money order, or online payment to quote-unquote join the company. Mm -hmm. Uh, Both can offer ample hidden fees to either join up or keep selling for the company. Uh, Both pay their sales associates more for the opportunity and not for a product or service. Uh, Not necessarily true of Mary Kay because you do make 50% profit on the stuff that you sell. So you can earn money just by selling your product and working your business as opposed to just recruiting. You make more money if you recruit, of course, but you don't have to. So uh, the takeaway, if you're ever offered the opportunity to join any sales or marketing group where the emphasis is on recruiting to earn your pay and not selling a product or service, you are likely joining a pyramid with all the risk of financial loss that entails. (laughs) Dun-dun-dun! 
Good job. And that, that's that's my segment. Good job. I'm sorry this is kind of a quick one, guys. We just, we gotta be safe. Yeah. Weather is, if I wasn't, if I didn't have to drive home, it wouldn't be the, it wouldn't be that big of a deal. Yeah. And I'm also in school and working 35 hours a week, so it's, we have to record no, you're when good. we can. <laughs> yep. <laughs> gotta take it when we can. Right, Remy? Yeah. You're so funny. No. All right. Let's take a quick break. All right. So we're back. Hello. Hi. Okay. So I I wanted to focus on like the horror side, I guess, of these pyramid schemes and like MLMs that are that act like pyramid schemes, I guess. Awesome. So I pulled from the HuffPost. This is from HuffPost.com. Uh, by Casey Bond, and it was published October 4th, 2019, and uh, updated October 22nd, 2019, so I guess they added more stories. Um, So, 10 horror stories that prove MLM companies are complete trash. Oh, no! Not all of them, as as we've said. (laughs) Hashtag not all, but some. Yeah. Yes. Some. (laughs) And some, Uh, and of course, they're run by people, and people are trash, so. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So, former reps and clients share tales of faulty products, predatory practices, and money they'll never make back. Um, okay. So, uh, multi-level marketing companies, or MLMs as they're commonly known, have been around since the, since the days of Avon and Tupperware. My whole family <laughs> Avon has at one time <laughs> sold Avon. And my grandmother sold Tupperware full-time for a really long time. My mom sold Tupperware. She did it long enough to get all of her own Tupperware and then quit. (laughs) Nice. You should see Um, her baking cabinet. I'm so jealous every time I go over, every time I go home. Oh, I'm sure. Everything is in its own canister and beautifully labeled and they all match. (laughs) Of course. Lucky bitch. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um... Today, there are hundreds of companies that recruit consultants to sell everything from health products to cosmetics to clothing. But despite how the industry has evolved, one thing's remained the same. They're a nightmare for almost everyone involved. Uh, so I'm not going to go through that because we've already talked about it. Um, success rates are minuscule. It's estimated between 73 and 99% of participants either don't make any money or lose money. Some wise up and quit while they're ahead, but thanks to the cult-like nature of MLMs, many remain convinced that they'll be successful someday and relentlessly pursue friends, family, and acquaintances with pitches for their products. Ultimately, these Huns, as they're known, lose money, relationships, and their dignity thanks to MLM companies. Some, not all. Yes. Um, touting female empowerment. I used to own a gym. I'm also a full-time teacher and have two children, so I had a lot going on, to say the least. (laughs) Just a little. (laughs) Just a bit. Um, I was constantly stressed and overwhelmed. At that particular time, I had just moved from one building to another and my rent nearly doubled. A Beachbody coach, who was constantly posting about female empowerment, was a member of my gym for a couple of months. She eventually quit, which was fine, but she proceeded to use all of my correspondence to reach out to all of my female clients relentlessly via email and Facebook, you name it, to try and tell them I, they didn't need me as a coach and they could just do Beachbody with her. I coach weightlifting, 
not the same thing. No. (laughs) (laughs) Fortunately, none of my clients actually left. But here I was, a woman with a full-time job, kids, and the owner of an actual business. And this lady was touting female empowerment while trying to steal all my hard-earned clients. Oh. Yeah, that was from Laura. Um, borderline That's not harassment. cool. Nope. <laughs> not at all. Um, I joined Revital U, which sells smart coffee and CBD oil to help you sleep. Um, she joined in June 2019 and have not yet made any money. Smart not coffee? Not a dime. Mm-hmm. Okay. I was hoping I would get back at least the amount I spent to begin with, which was 99 bucks, but that has not happened. Everyone I sent a sample to since I, since I started has not been interested. I know I'm supposed to keep in contact and send out emails, but that feels like borderline harassment to me. Mm-hmm. I did it a few times, but now, but I know when someone just isn't interested. Right. I have no idea how people are convinced they can get rich with this company. You would have to have thousands of repeat customers or a ton of ambassadors under you, which seems so sleazy to me. And that was from B, which is a beautiful name. B-E-A. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that. Um. Okay. And that's also true. There's a lot of them that it's like, yeah. It, it's like, how yeah. are you supposed to, especially when it's not like a consumable product, which that's like food but Mm -hmm. it's not like an essential food it's like yeah i don't know it would have to be like the most mind-blowing coffee of all time yeah exactly like it would have to wipe my ass and feed my children yeah (laughs) like (laughs) it would have to blow um, my mind every time i drink it yeah um okay sorry i'm I'm drinking wine, and apparently I just need to be drinking water. <laughs> are you ca- Are you like, what? It's making my mouth like stick together. Oh, I see what you're saying. Um, I was gonna say, would, are you like inhaling it or something? But <laughs> I lost no, my it's words. Just making it hard to talk. <laughs> we both did. We both are losing our words today. Yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> I fell for it. Non-toxic cleaning and no chemicals, right? Well, no. Not exactly. My kids got into a spray bottle fight and my oldest got sprayed with diluted blue diamond from Norwex. The allergic reaction was over the top. My upline had to give me detailed directions how to find the ingredients to share with the doctor. I reminded my upline that this was supposed to be chemical free. Their answer? Well, every person reacts differently. That was it. That was how I found out they were really all liars. And now I can't get off their spammy email list. I'm preparing to report them to the Better Business Bureau. Oh, shit. I've used Norwex yeah. stuff. None, none of their cleaners, but I've, I use their rags, and their rags are great. Like, their mm-hmm. cleaning rags. Yeah. It's so that you don't oh, have I- to use, like, paper towels and stuff. I've, I used their um, washcloths on Remy, and it cleared up her baby acne immediately. Oh, good. So See, they're like, you don't have to use cleaner with them. Like, that's the point. So I don't really understand why they have cleaner. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that is that is weird. Hopefully they've gotten rid of that since. Yeah. Uh, that um, poor kid, though. Oh, I know. That's um, terrible. Yeah. <laughs> this one, I don't know why this was funny. Um, but the quote they pulled was, it nearly caused me to get divorced. Oh, God. <laughs> 
Um, All right. <laughs> so, it, I'm sure it's not funny, but I don't. I don't know. That was that was funny. Um, <laughs> it doesn't Lula sound Rowe. funny. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I'm just morbid. That's funny. Um, Lula Rowe markets their products to customers like a garage sale. You had better buy it when you see it because it will be gone before you know. It's addictive and creates a culture of quote unquote friends that you buy from. I'm not well off, but spent in excess of $5,000 to $8,000 over the last three to four years buying this shoddy clothing. Ooh. I bought right into their BS story that I was helping a small business succeed. My first purchase was a pair of leggings. They were really soft and I was hooked. I bought items, one items, traded, sold, and searched for my unicorn skirt for weeks. I've spent so much time and money on LuLaRoe, it nearly cost me to get divorced. Um... LuLaRoe? Uh-huh. Okay. I know Keita's bought some of their stuff. Yeah. I I, I don't know I if don't she, she still sold has it, some. But... No. Uh, I finally quit buying as of earlier this year, as the quality and sizing variability was just too much. Not to mention the wasted money and the fact that you can't return, but only can exchange items, is overwhelming. Oh, that's not good. Yeah. No. So, this one I've used, and I I didn't know if I couldn't just get it to work right or not, but I love the colors. Um, okay. I was with Cinegents slash Lip Sense for a year and a half. Lip Sense. Okay. I, I've heard mm-hmm. some horror stories about Lip Sense. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Okay. That people, then like, may- people's lips burn off and stuff like that. Oh. Yeah. Oh, shit. Well, that didn't happen to me, but, like, I the color... Like, the lipstick that I put on, it just felt super sticky, and it was hard to, like, it was hard to keep it on. Yeah, like, that's um, what, um, they did, um, they did MLMs on Beach Too Sandy, and there mm-hmm. were people that were like, yeah, um, I told my rep that, like, my lips were burning, and she said that that just means it's working. Oh, no. Stuff like that, yeah. So then people are like, okay, I guess I'll keep using it, and then they, like, have horrible reactions, and yeah, it's not oh good. Oh, God. Um, I originally joined to buy the lip color for my daughters that dance at a discount. Uh, that was worded incorrectly. This person is not an English major. (laughs) It should be, I originally joined to buy the lip color for, the lip color at a discount for my daughters that dance. There we go. The daughters don't dance at a discount. No, they don't. (laughs) Um, at least I sure hope they fucking don't. (laughs) Um... (laughs) If you're dancing for somebody, you best get that full money. For real. Um, A few people found out I was a distributor and wanted to buy it. I did pretty well and hit some impressive sales goals, got some free products, and had an amazing quote-unquote sisterhood that was always supporting, encouraging, etc. But then I had a moment of clarity. Selling a firming lotion for $90? Skincare oh, God. for 85 Yeah. Mascara for twenty eight. That's too. I didn't even really like the lipstick. Yeah, no. The discount structure wasn't even very impressive when you pay sales tax on the retail value plus shipping plus your shipping costs like mailers, cute bags, etc. Plus, there are payment processing fees through services like Square and PayPal. You're also supposed to get business cards, pay for booth rentals. Hell, they even wanted me to be contracted with David's Bridal, and it was going to be around two hundred per month out of my pocket. Oh my god. Yeah, no. Um, 
they'd release so-called limited editions that would sell out, so you had to grab them before actual sales were lined up. They would be temporarily out of stock to build hype and then go out again. And the distributors were like, were the lucky ones to pay 55 a year to be able to do this. Ooh. Yeah, yikes. <coughs> Sorry. Um... I had a strange experience with MLMs many years ago when I was a makeup artist. Very wow, very frequently over a period of time, I would be hired for makeup lessons only to be confronted with a full sales pitch about Airbon. Oh, in the space of three months, Airbon, yeah, Airbon. I've never heard of that. Arbon, Arbon, I don't know. I've never heard Arbon. I hope that she didn't spell Avon wrong. <laughs> no, this is a. This linked me to a website where they're being accused of being a pyramid scheme. And oh, okay. Gotcha. Arbon. A R B O. Arbon. Gotcha. I thought Arbon. you said. I thought it was a V, not a B. Oh, no. Sorry. You're okay. Um. So, in the space of three months, I had about a dozen bookings that tried to recruit me and use my established and trusting network to make sales. Which is fucked. Don't do that. No. Um, don't try to steal customers from people. That's rude. No. Um, also, many years ago, I had a boyfriend whose best friend was part of Kiani. This guy's wife had left a full-time job to become a Kiani distributor, and they were inundating us with their stories about being self-employed. I went overseas by myself for a week and returned home only to find that my boyfriend had decided to sign up to Kiani. He and his friend wanted me to sign up too because I'm well connected. I told him that if he wants to embarrass himself in an MLM, that's one thing. But if so, our relationship would be over immediately because I didn't spend years building my own business from scratch with a loyal and trusting client base only to be associated with this type of predatory trash. Right. He didn't continue, but I still dumped him soon after. Good girl. Mm. Um, yeah, I mean, if you already have a business that you've built, then you don't need it. No. <laughs> so, you wouldn't <laughs> be a target for recruiting. Yeah, no. <clears throat> a co-worker of mine started a new job and was so excited to tell me about it. She went on and on about the ability to earn 5000 a month, attend luxury dinners, and go on trips. Apparently, it was so easy because she was selling something that everyone needed. She hadn't made any money, but spent about $1,000 on certifications and classes. Oh, no. Yep. She refused to tell me the name of the company and asked if she could practice her pitch at my place later that day. I said, sure. Once at my house, my coworker and her sister revealed that the company was Primerica, a financial services MLM that sells life insurance. Oh, no. This is what we were kind of talking about earlier. Oh, no. Um, Mary went on about what life's what-ifs and the cost of burying family members, so they're using scare tactics like death and debt. Yeah. Um, I told her I wasn't interested in purchasing life insurance, and my family isn't in the U.S., so it didn't matter anyway. Then she asked if I wanted to make an extra 5000 a month by selling. I said no. Oh, she God. talked for at least an hour about how I'm financially irresponsible and ignorant for not wanting to make extra money and live a more lavish lifestyle. Wow. <laughs> um, the worst part was her explaining how it's not a pyramid scheme because those are illegal. 
She ended up selling policies to some of the poorer kids' parents and hooked the kids to sell once they turned 18. Oh my um, gosh. Yeah. That's terrible. Yeah, they... I don't like that these are preying on, like, poor people. I hate that so much. No! Like, um... The insurance ones are the worst, honestly. Yeah. Um, and you know what else that we need to watch out for right now? Job scams. Mm -hmm. I... There was a period of time where I was applying for jobs, like, every day. So, of course, my resume is, like, on Indeed and on LinkedIn. Mm -hmm. And there are people that get on there that want to fuck people. So... Metaphorically. I I was getting... (laughs) Yeah. I was getting text messages to my phone. My cell phone. Of people asking me, like, if I was so-and-so. And and I would be like, who is this? And they would be like, well, we have a business opportunity. We, We just wanted to know if you'd be interested in working for us. I'm like... If that were true, if that were the real case, you would be you would calling me. Email or call. Yeah. You would not be texting my phone. That's weird. No. I don't want to work for you, you weirdo. Um, but yeah, really watch out for that right now, guys. Like, it's super scary. If something seems too good um, to be true, it is. Yeah. But also, like, they didn't even really offer me anything. They just texted me out of the blue. That's so weird. And... Yeah, and I was like, no, I don't think so. (laughs) And blocked their number. (laughs) Um, Oh, God, this one's bad. Um, My husband and I were enticed into joining Amway. We had three kids, low-paying jobs. I don't know what that is. It's like laundry detergent. Oh, (laughs) this this sent me to uh, cultism and Amway. It's crazy expensive. I saw something about satanic rituals on there. I don't oh, know about all that. <laughs> I don't know about that. Um, <laughs> we had three kids, low-paying jobs, and one car. Oh, my God. We did God. all the stuff, attended meetings, and tried our best. Then there were some major... Then there was some major event happening in Detroit. Our upline said we needed to be there. We lived near Buffalo. We explained that they, that we had no money for a trip. So they suggested we sell our car to make it. What? Our only car, despite having three kids and two jobs. Um, it's interesting to note that the upline guy owned a used car lot and offered to sell it there. We bailed when this happened. Wow. Yeah. That's so fucked up. <laughs> yeah, it is. There's so many like, red flags. Yeah, too many. Too many red flags. Um... When I had announced to my friends and family on Facebook that I had been diagnosed with thyroid cancer, I received friend requests from a friend from high school's two sisters. I had not talked with this friend since high school, and her sisters were people I had never met. What? I immediately thought, oh no, they're in a pyramid scheme and they want me to join. And I was correct. I added them to be courteous, and also out of morbid curiosity about how long it would take for them to descend upon me. One wrote immediately asking if I had seen her post about Plexus's pink drink. The other waited a month and wrote me to introduce herself and immediately launched into asking if I'd tried Plexus and if I'd want the info on it. Um, their sister said nothing to me about my cancer diagnosis, but clearly told her sisters about it so they could circle around me like vultures looking for a potential cancer success story they could take credit for. 
instead of, you know, the world-renowned hospital and doctors treating me. It was also gross, and I wanted to call them out on their predatory behavior, acting like they weren't aware that of my is situation. Terrible. Yeah. But clearly trying to take advantage of it, and I just didn't want to engage at all, so I ignored it completely. Um... Okay, this is the last one. And this is kind of what I was talking about earlier, like, preying on poor people. Um, MLMs have torn through my small, rural, and very poor community. I've seen friends, schoolmates, even my mother-in-law get sucked into these predatory companies because there are simply no opportunities for people in my community. Mm. Unless you get out early, you end up stuck here, poor, on welfare, and normally with a lot of kids. Um, oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> I know towns like that. We have some around here, unfortunately. Definitely. Um, these companies have really targeted these low-income, bored, and very sheltered women to the point where most people in my town are involved in some sort of MLM. It's siphoning what little money we have here away from families who need it because they've been sucked into these scams. Um, it's actually bothered me so much that I started a semi-popular Seder account, at Boss Babe Mascara, simply so I can direct my frustration with these companies somewhere productive. <laughs> um, but... Do you have, like, one more? Or is no, that it? but... They they did edit this, and they said HuffPost reached out to the companies mentioned above in response to Jennifer's story about Amway. Uh, Amway stated the company only charges a $62 registration or annual renewal fee, which covers Amway's costs related to supporting independent business owners, adding that purchasing other materials or event tickets sold, uh, sold by third parties is optional and voluntary. Amway does not produce a profit from these materials or events. None of the other businesses immediately responded for comment. Um, <clears throat> Amway's like, of course they didn't. Why would they? Amway, I have heard nothing but negative things about Amway. I haven't even heard of it. Like, people get like, sucked how... into it, and then it's like you have to buy like all this inventory, and then no one wants to buy it because it's insanely expensive, and you're just stuck with all this stuff. Of course, that's it's disgusting to me. There's even a joke but, um, about it on Friends, like. <laughs> I don't remember what it is, but Ross is just like, you. it's like a totally unrelated problem. And Ross is like, you could sell a ton of Amway products. And he's like, no, nah, man, I'm good. <laughs> and then Ross is like, yeah. God, how am I going to unload all those Amway products? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Of course, Ross would get involved in one. Poor guy. <laughs> he's so dumb. I love him, though. Yes. <laughs> my husband got me friends Legos for... Uh, for my birthday. Oh, I love Just that. FYI. You, it's a central <laughs> perk, and it's got everyone, even Gunther. It's so great. Aw. Yeah. Anyway, well, that was fantastic. Oh, thank and you. And horrifying. <laughs> yeah. Even Remy loved it, didn't you, baby? They can't hear it, but I loved it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, shall we play a game? Yes, we shall. I'm pulling that up now. Okay, I don't know whose turn it is. It might be yours. I'm pretty sure it's mine. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, this is our game by Drunk Stoned or Stupid called If You Had To. So, Kay's turn to go first. So, if you had to, would you? This is really relevant. <laughs> this is so funny. Um, 
<laughs> so if you had to, would you be- have everyone believe that you killed Jesus? Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> or never leave your house again. I mean, we already did that. Yeah. I'll take that one. <laughs> I'll take that one, too. I'd really like for everyone to not believe that about Yeah, me, me too. <laughs> oh, man, that was great. <laughs> All right, you guys. Well, thank you so much for listening. Sorry for it being super quick. Have to beat have to beat the weather, so Yeah. <laughs> Love you and remember <laughs> You are not a monster. Bye. Bye guys. Thank you for listening to Talk Cricket. Music is by Gisla Niebach. Check out our website, talkcricket.wixsite.com slash podcast for sources and visual aids, as well as resources to get involved. To keep up with our nonsense and stay up to date on all things cricket, you can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Tumblr, and Facebook at Talk Cricket. To keep the shots coming, access ex- exclusive bonus content, get a free poster, and a shout out on air, head on over to our Patreon. All links can be found on our website. You can listen to us basically anywhere you get your podcast. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. If you have interesting stories relating to our content, please send them to talkcrooked at gmail.com for a chance to be featured on the show. For business inquiries or sponsorships, please email us at carryandkbusiness at gmail.com. See you next time.